the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Try to be less white. Yeah, that's the least you can do. At least it is if you work for Coca-Cola, apparently. Now, I'm not 100% sure that this is real. But if you go to gatewaypundit.com, you'll find it there. And there was a video posted... And it appears that this is genuine. A whistleblower apparently leaked it to an anti-critical race theory activist. Her name is Carolyn um, Borisenko, and she put it up on her YouTube channel. Now, again, maybe we'll find out that it's fake. I don't know, but it sure looks real. And, of course, it's going to be accepted as real because uh, there are plenty of examples of real stupidity just like this all over the Internet. So it's not that unbelievable at all, the stupidity of it, I mean. This is apparently a required training video at Coca-Cola, and one of the screenshots says, Try to be less white. Now, the video is called Confronting Racism with Robin D'Angelo. She's the author of the best-selling book, White Fragility. Uh, and it says uh, on the video that one-time racism workshops are not enough. One screenshot says that in the U.S. and other Western nations, white people are socialized to feel that they are inherently superior because they're white. And it says that research shows that by age three or four, children understand it is better to be white. Now, apparently, Robin makes a lot of money by conducting these training exercises for companies, and it's not a one-shot deal. It goes on and on, and she keeps getting paid. That's why she says that you can't do it in just one, uh, one sitting. And just in case you didn't know how you can be less white, here are some tips. Of course, assuming you're white. If you're not white, you don't have to pay attention to this. But here are some tips. Be less oppressive. Be less arrogant. Be less certain. Now, you you wouldn't want to be certain about anything. Uh, Be less ignorant. Be more humble. Listen. Believe. Break with apathy. I don't even know what that means. Break with white solidarity. I don't know what that means either. And then there's a screenshot that simply has the words in red, try to be less white that's it coca-cola i don't know about you but that's what i'm going to do this weekend i'm going to try to be less white i think you should try it also just try it on for size hey this is the stuff that's out there and people are taking it seriously and you can bet that there are liberal democrats behind all of it there ain't no republicans behind stuff like this which brings up the question who votes for these people well, anyway, we have a lot of stupidity for you today in our second half hour, and you're going to, it's just really stupid. It's all based on COVID hysteria. But when we come back, we're going to talk about Rush Limbaugh and presidents of the United States. Stick around. Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through dollar bank get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office choose from 100 percent vinyl commercial aluminum wood and composite and to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere you'll also get 10 percent off your total project when you mention this show get 12 months no interest no processing fee and 10 percent off backed by the best warranty in the industry schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windows or us pittsburgh.com that's windows or us pittsburgh.com Over 10 years ago, we realized how important saving family memories was, and we wanted to help. Legacy Box started from that passion and has now helped over 850,000 families digitally preserve their film reels, VHS tapes, and photos. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. 
What started with the two of us in a garage is now over 200 trained professionals. Legacy Box is a safe and secure way to put all your favorite family memories on an easy-to-view digital format like a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. We ship you a sturdy Legacy Box to fill with all your outdated media, safety barcodes to track your items throughout the process, and a prepaid mailing label. Legacy Box has been featured by Good Morning America and The Today Show. Not bad for two kids in a garage. That's true, Nick. And here's the best part. We always wanted to make it affordable to preserve your entire collection. So we are offering 40% off. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to take advantage of this exclusive offer. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40%. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and a $10 coupon using code PETS. Genesis950.com. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950, much cheaper than replacing your carpets. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. As far as I know, the big guy doesn't listen to this show. Uh, but if you are listening, uh, hello there, uh, big guy. But I, I don't think Donald Trump does either. I do know that I've never had a president of the United States as a guest. But I did have a vice president. Uh, Mike Pence was on back in October. Don't know if he'll be on again, but he's not vice president anymore. Uh, there is one talk show host, though, who had a huge uh, influence on presidents of the United States, beginning with Ronald Reagan. That would be Rush Limbaugh. Tevi Troy of City Journal has written about that. The headline is A Radio Man and His Presidents. Uh, Tevi, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me on. And you mentioned Mike Pence, obviously a vice president, but also a former radio host. So he has some yes. influence uh, by Rush also. Yeah, he, that's right. He said that he was uh, influenced by Rush, and he mentioned that when I had him on. I only had him for about five minutes, but uh, it was so obvious that he knew how talk radio worked. He, he talked to me like, you know, we were good buddies and kept mentioning my name and as though, you know, he knew who I was. It was, uh, it was really, I, I really enjoyed doing it, but he, he came across very well. Um, but he, he was a former talk show host. So was Ronald, well, Ronald Reagan wasn't a talk show host, but he was a former sportscaster, which I also am. So uh, I have something in common with him, too, other than being president. And TV host. Yeah, yeah. Right. Reagan hosted a TV show for a long time. That's too. right, right. Yeah, I, I, that's right. Well, anyway, um, is there any other talk show host who you could write that headline for? Uh, a radio man and his presidents. I don't know if there is one. Is there? I, I really don't think so. I've been racking my brain about people who have had uh, influence in the media across multiple presidents, and I think of maybe Oprah, maybe William F. Buckley. Maybe Billy Graham, but uh, but nobody's had it like Rush. Nobody's had it on radio, and nobody's had the in- influence in the conservative world on radio. Yeah, and he didn't show up on national radio until 1988. But what was his effect on Reagan? Yeah, so that, that's interesting that he didn't show up in 1980, and that kind of shows the American way. You know, sometimes people can have false starts in America and uh, still be incredibly successful like, like Rush was. Uh, he did not really influence the Reagan presidency, but Reagan, after his presidency, wrote a letter to Rush where he called him the voice of conservatism, which is a pretty big deal in 1992, especially since there was Reagan's sitting vice president, George H.W. Bush, was in the White House at the time. And so yeah. it's a huge compliment to Rush and an indication of very early on, only four years into the show, what an impact he was having. What's interesting about that, too, of course, as I said, Reagan started out as a sportscaster. He was doing baseball play-by-play and football play-by-play. And um, so he had an appreciation for, and, and I'm sure he, he kept his love and maintained his love for radio. So he would have been a guy who probably listened to the radio and whether it was rush or not so reagan you know automatically had a lot in common with rush limbaugh yeah that, that's an interesting question i you know i wrote a book about presidents and cultural influences on them and i talked about the how reagan used to watch television especially the sunday talk shows and uh, i don't know 
that Reagan listened to the Rush show regularly, but I could see if he had, he would have enjoyed it. You know, George, you mentioned George H.W. Bush was next after Reagan. How long did it take him to realize that he should be friends with Rush? Yeah, well, Bush knew early on that he was having trouble with the conservative movement. That's why he made that famous pledge at the 88 convention just a few months after Rush went on the air of read my lips, no new taxes. But he violated that pledge and was in trouble with conservatives and knew it. And as he was running for re-election in 92, and he knows he needs help from the conservative movement, he actually reached out to Rush, had Rush stay in the Lincoln bedroom, and even carried Rush's bags into the White House. Now, that's a real sign of respect for a president. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you're, have the, you're walking into the White House, and, uh, and uh, the president is carrying your bags. That's something. Now, um, yeah, it doesn't happen too often. Let me tell you, I worked in the White House, and uh, that is not something I saw frequently, if ever. Yeah, what, what did you do at the White House, Tevi? I worked for George W. Bush, and I was uh, the d- deputy domestic policy aide. Okay, now, um, how, how important was uh, that Rush end up being, though, for George H.W. Uh, through the four years uh, that, oh, that he was there? Important. I mean, he was, he was part of the strategy. Look, as you know, when uh, conservatives are in power and Republicans are in power, they don't get a lot of love from the mainstream media. They don't get a lot of love from the, you know, the Sunday talk shows or from the late-night talk shows even. And... There was a conscious strategy by the media team, and you can see this in the Bush oral history archives, conscious strategy to appeal to the talk radio folks because that's how they were getting their message out. And among those talk radio folks, Rush was at the top of the pyramid, and he got more attention than the rest of them. Now, uh, how important was Rush to the conservative movement when Bill Clinton became president? Oh, I think that's where Rush really comes into his own. Uh, he kind of galvanizes conservative opposition to Clinton. Uh, he leads the charge against the Hillary plan, uh, the Hillary health care plan. Uh, he's talking about Whitewater. In fact, one of Hillary's leading aides said Whitewater is health care and health care is Whitewater. And she specifically blames Rush for that linkage. So the Clinton White House is quite aware of Rush. In fact, Clinton even gives a speech blaming Oklahoma City on Rush, not mentioning him by name. But it's pretty clear they're talking about purveyors of paranoia on, on the radio and everybody, all the articles afterwards talked about Rush. So Rush was in the head of the Clinton White House and they were thinking about him. And he, he was in the head of just Democrats in general. He had to be because, um, as everybody knows, when he showed up in 1988, there was there was no Fox News. There was there really was no national radio talk show of any consequence that was doing the kind of stuff he was doing. You had Larry King and uh, and. Uh, Bohannon was on, but they were do fluff stuff, you know. But he and, was, and Larry King is so conservative, also. So yeah, right, right, yeah. Larry yeah. King was he, you know, the, the show I can remember listening to. I was working in TV in those days and coming home uh, after doing the eleven o'clock sports, and it would be you know almost midnight, and I would be listening to Larry King's show, and then is it Steve Steve Bohannon? I forget his first name. Um, but but they they would they would talk politics, but it was not anything like what Rush was doing, where he would just directly go after people. Yeah, and he also did it in a vernacular that the American people could understand. You had William F. Buckley was on firing line. If you had a dictionary, you could understand what he was talking about. And I mean, he appealed to the intellectuals and the smart set. Uh, but Rush would appeal to everybody, and he consciously modeled his his career in order to do that. Um, and and he really did galvanize opposition to Clinton and. Um, and he kind of made it safe for conservatives to uh, be in opposition to Clinton at a time when people were, you know, obviously the mainstream media was falling all over Clinton. That really had to bother uh, Bill Clinton because he was the first guy, to, he was the first Democrat to be in power when Rush was on. And, and Rush was, uh, even when, when Bill Clinton took over, Rush was only on the air about three and a half years. So, uh, four years, I guess. But, um, he was he was the first person that had to deal with it. No no Democrat had ever had to deal with that, did they? Yeah, not, in, not in just fact, presidents. But. Yeah, in fact, I have a great story in the City Journal piece that, that you referenced on that um, after health care fails, Clinton has a meeting of key Democrats, Democrats from Congress in the White House. And one of them, a guy named William Sarpalian from uh, Texas, who loses in the 1994 Republican Revolution, uh, he, he says to Clinton, you know what your problem is? You underestimated Rush. Mm-hmm. And, and the person who tells the story says, uh, Rush Limbaugh with a question mark? Like, like, it wasn't even a concept that they recognized, but Rush caught them all by surprise. And there's another great item I wasn't able to get in the piece that said that 
the congressional aides who were getting information on health care, 46% said they were getting it from Rush Limbaugh. Only 15% said they were getting it from the New York Times. Wow. So, and, you know, when you, were, when you were in the White House and working there, and, and by that time Rush was a pretty big deal, um, do, did people sit around and listen to him, or did, did, you know, did, did, did the president say, hey, what Rush say today about uh, X, Y, and Z? You know, maybe if, some, if there was some major uh, issue that was out there, did they, did they actually turn him on to listen to what he was saying? I mean, how, how much attention did they actually pay to him? and what he was saying on his show. I would say there, there was a lot of attention paid to it, and I'll just give you two quick examples. One is that there's a guy named Pete Wayner, who was the kind of intellectual in residence in the Bush White House, and he was constantly sending stuff to Rush, emails about what the White House was thinking, messages, and he wanted to get certain messages that uh, the Bush administration wanted out there through to Rush, and, and Rush would say them on, on the air if Rush agreed with them. But the other thing is Rush didn't always agree with the Bush White House, and in fact he was in disagreement with the Bush White House on the immigration bill. And a lot of Republicans, both in Congress and within the White House, blamed Rush for the failure of that bipartisan immigration bill in 2007. Rush led conservative opposition to it, and that killed the bill. So that so when he would lead the conservative, he he was considered the uh, conservative opposition because the people in the White House and, and the people in government knew that uh, he had followers who were uh, hanging on his every word, right? Yeah, and and again, but Rush was largely aligned with the George W. Bush administration, but but not completely. And if the Bush administration was doing something he didn't like, and also he had a good sense of his audience. If, uh, if they were doing something his audience didn't like, he wasn't going to go along with it, and, and he didn't on that immigration bill. And it's funny because um, Rush Limbaugh, he's like me. I have that in common with him, too. Uh, he never graduated from college. He wasn't a, you know, an Ivy Leaguer, and he, he, wasn't, he wasn't what you would consider a classic intellectual, but he sure... Uh, was smart and he sure did know how to push the right buttons and he i mean i'd listen to him tevi and i would there were times when i think he knows more about this stuff than the people in in office do why don't the, you know he should be president i mean it was amazing the stuff that he would say that it would be an original thought that you wouldn't hear from anybody else now people who didn't listen to him would think i think i'm crazy when i say stuff like this but that those are people who didn't listen to him and they're they're his biggest critics well, I mean, the people who didn't listen to him are the ones who are putting up the headlines, you know, uh, bigot or homophobe. And, you know, yeah. the guy spoke for on the air three hours a day for 30 years. And he misspoke a couple of times. And he acknowledged it, and he apologized for the, some, some of the things he said. Uh, but you, you go on the air for, I mean, you've done it, I haven't. But, you know, you go on the yeah. air 30 years for three hours a day, you're going to say things that are off. And uh, I, think, I think he actually had pretty good pitch in terms of making relatively few mistakes. But when he did make a mistake, the, uh, uh, the media was eager to throw it back at him and, and highlight it in his obituaries, which is, I think, unfortunate. I really don't like the reaction we're seeing to his death. You know, when, when somebody dies who has a real impact, I think the culture should, should take a break from the culture wars and just acknowledge, hey, here's a guy who had a real impact. Yeah, and he took a lot of criticism for saying that uh, he hoped Barack Obama didn't succeed. But, but why would any conservative want Obama to get what he wanted? He wanted things that were totally against everything that a conservative believes. Yeah, it's a good point. But um, after the 2008 election, uh, Democrats had both houses of Congress and Obama wins and uh, they have big majorities. And so there's kind of this assumption in the mainstream media that Obama should be able to get whatever he wants. And they were surprised when there were conservatives who said, you know what, we're, we're not on board with this. We're not comfortable with it. And, and Rush helped lead that opposition. And, and I mentioned he was kind of in the head of the Clinton administration. He was in the Obama administration as well. In fact, Obama uh, would would say the stuff about how oh there are Republicans who agree with me and want to do what I want but um, they uh, they listen they say they listen to Rush Limbaugh and Rush Limbaugh wouldn't let them well I don't really know that there are those mythical Republicans that Obama's talking about that that said to him they were going to do whatever Obama wanted if not for Rush Limbaugh but it definitely said that Obama was thinking about Rush Limbaugh yeah well the media and the politicians didn't make the same mistake with Obama that they did uh, when Clinton took over, because I can remember in 92 when Clinton won, lots of people were saying, well, now that there's a Democrat in power, that's the end of Rush Limbaugh, because he came in under Reagan, he was there four years with H.W. Uh, Bush, 
But it was uh, exactly the opposite was true, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, I heard this thing today, I think Hugh Hewitt said that Rush has uh, continued to gain support over the 30 years, right? I mean, so, so many people, uh, there are cultural phenomenons, and then they, they jump the shark, or they lose it, um, they lose ratings, they get less popular. But, but Rush really didn't do that. I mean, he remained a phenomenon throughout his career. And I think he got less media attention in that once you're around for 30 years, kind of like The Simpsons. Okay, yeah, The Simpsons is still there. People don't necessarily think about it as a new thing. It's not new anymore, but, it, but it's still there on TV every Week, just like Rush was there on radio every day. I got about a minute left, Tevi. It's Tevi Troy of City Journal. Um, how important was Rush to Donald Trump? Got about a little less than a minute. Yeah, uh, Rush was initially skeptical of Trump and uh, said, acknowledged that he, he's not a conservative, uh, but Trump really made an effort to cultivate Rush, played golf with him, uh, would tweet his stuff out, and uh, also gave him that medal of honor in 2020 in the election year when he's running for election. So uh, I, I think Trump uh, really paid attention to Rush and made sure that he had Rush on his side. Hey, Terry, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Great piece at uh, cityjournal.org. Uh, it's uh, a radio man and his presidents. Thanks for being on. Have to have you on Thanks again. So Thanks. Thank okay. You. Now, uh, it is Friday, by the way, uh, and you know what that means. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Yeah, and we're making a little history this week. We have our first back-to-back winner. And it's funny because I said last week when I introduced this guy, I said this guy could win it every week. Oh, he did win it last week, and who knows, he could uh, win it next week. But our winner is Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York. I don't have to tell you what he's been up to. He's been scrambling to cover his butt uh, over allegations that he covered the num- uh, covered up the number of deaths in uh, New York nursing homes. And even the Democrats are turning on him, on him now. Alexandria Ocasio-Smollett called for an investigation today, but... Here's what got him his back-to-back award. This is New York Assemblyman Ron Kim describing a phone call he got from Andy a few days ago. It was um, maybe an hour after the news broke about his top aide uh, in a private meeting admitting that um, that they uh, hid information from the Department of Justice being feared that it could be used for political reasons against uh, the governor. And he spent about 10 minutes which seemed like an eternity, seemed like an hour, um, just berating me and um, letting me know that he can do, you know, I haven't seen his anger. I haven't uh, seen his ability to uh, pretty much destroy my political career. And he scared the hell out of my wife. Um, and she was traumatized for a couple of hours and she didn't sleep that night. And I had my family, my girls were there. A number of people have reached out to me as well, privately, online, just letting me know that they've had similar experiences. Um, even his staff now has privately talked to um, some of the elected officials, letting them know that, you know, that definitely happens all the time. And they, they feel so good that someone finally spoke up. And, of course, Andy says that uh, Kim is lying, and nobody believes that for a minute. So we have back-to-back winner. Andy Cuomo is this week's Windows R Us Jerk of the Week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Of course, Andy is making people at CNN a little uncomfortable, including his brother, Chris. <laughs> they, they were having a good time. Uh, and Chris was buttering up his brother and telling him how wonderful he was and asking him if he was going to run for president based on his brilliant performance in uh, handling the COVID-19 uh, hysteria. And uh, finally, I just think it was yesterday or the day before, CNN finally said, that Chris is not going to be involved in any stories involving his brother. Now, uh, another thing about this that you should uh, be aware of is that, you know, the story about Ted Cruz heading out for Cancun to get away from the hideous weather in Texas, he's getting ripped for that. Uh, CBS spent like three and a half minutes on Ted Cruz going on vacation to Cancun when everybody was suffering with the terrible weather in uh, Texas, and they spent 30 seconds, 30 seconds on Cuomo covering up 
uh, the deaths in COVID-19. That'll give you an idea where the media is. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. States slammed by winter storms that left millions without power for days have traded one crisis for another. Broken water pipes brought on by record low temperatures have created a shortage of clean drinking water. Shut down airports and left hospitals scrambling. Many people finally have electricity back after a deadly blast of winter this week overwhelmed the electric grid and left millions shivering in the cold for days. But now 13 million people in Texas have been ordered to boil their water before consuming it. In Michigan, President Biden touring a state-of-the-art coronavirus vaccine plant today as extreme winter weather across broad swaths of the U.S. handed his vaccination campaign its first major setback, delaying shipment of about 6 million doses. Stocks ending mixed. The Dow was up fractionally today. The Nasdaq gained 9 points. The S&P 500 dropped 7. This is SRN News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshares. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, well, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder and CEO of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sounds crazy, right? Well, the crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-523-3030. 800-523-3030. 800-523-3030. Dr. Sebastian Gorka wants the GOP to stand up. Why do the Republican senators sit for this charade? All 44 of those senators should show some backbone. Get up, take their masks off, and leave. Show the world that this is an embarrassment. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. Imagine doing one thing that could give you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. I assume you would feel it was worth it. Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel, October 2021. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. I'll introduce you to the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of a truly remarkable nation. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired renewed and empowered if you've ever dreamed of seeing israel this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites we'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose to come with me to israel in 2021 call 855-565-5519 that's 855-565-5519 or book online at standwithisraeltour.com standwithisraeltour.com The COVID-19 pandemic continues to weigh on us. While we all feel helpless, remember there is much we can do to protect ourselves, our family and friends, all of us. Simply get in the habit of wearing a mask and maintain six feet of space between yourself and others in public. Wash your hands often and stay home if you feel sick. It takes all of us to combat COVID-19. Go to cdcfoundation.org to learn more. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Be prepared for big backups continuing on the Parkway East. Now, there's an accident around the Squirrel Hill Tunnel Plaza. It was moved there, and you'll see big jam-ups both ways, outbound up to the tunnel and inbound from Forest Hills down to the tunnel. Parkway West, that's also looking slow on the inbound side. Parkway Center Drive to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. 28 also seeing some delays now, outbound between Sharpsburg and the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. 
Tonight will be cloudy and colder with a couple of flurries. Limited outdoor activity is recommended. We'll see a nighttime low of 14. Mostly cloudy skies on tap for tomorrow with flurries. It'll be very cold with a high of 23. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies, bitterly cold with a low of 9. Sunday, intervals of clouds and sunshine will reach a high of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Yeah, don't have to look far to find examples of government stupidity related to uh, COVID-19 hysteria. There's plenty of it right here in Western PA. It's all over the world, but uh, we came across a doozy on the Tennessee-Virginia border, courtesy of Outkick.com. It's Bristol, Virginia and Bristol, Tennessee. And Blair Jones is the co-owner of the Quaker Steak and Lube in Bristol, Virginia, and he joins us now. Blair, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to talk. So, so you're in Bristol, Virginia. How far away is Bristol, Tennessee? I'm sitting in my office right now above the restaurant, and it's probably 20 feet away. Uh, the unique thing about our city is a, it's a twin city, so our, our downtown, our main street, is called State Street, and that is the actual border between Tennessee and Virginia. So there's businesses on the Virginia side and the, and the Tennessee side uh, split down the middle of the road. So you are in uh, Bristol, Virginia, and Bristol, Tennessee is across the street, okay? So, Correct. But when it comes to trying to run your business, uh, Bristol, Tennessee is a million miles away. Explain why that's the case. Well, uh, Tennessee's taking a different approach than Virginia. Um, the governor of Virginia has been very restrictive on uh, businesses and gatherings, and he actually um, has required us, um, or mandated, I should say, um, us to close at 10 o'clock, um, all alcohol off the table by 10 and, uh, limited capacity. Um, and so, you know, every night we, we witness people leaving around nine thirty or 10 and heading across the street where they can stay open till, you know, two or three o'clock perceivably. So you you not, you don't only have the pain of seeing your business walk out the door. You have to watch them walk across the street and know that they're spending money across the street that they would be spending in your place if the government, if the governor and the government wasn't weren't idiots, right? Yeah, basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and it's been devastating to us. I mean, we we also um, we have two large bars here, and we're also a music venue, and um, those late night sales are have dr- drastically impacted our profitability and. Um, you know, it's just not sustainable for very long. Um, so, so you so you have a bar that you're not allowed to stand at, correct? Uh, that's correct. Yeah. So um, he removed, um, I guess, uh, I guess according to the COVID um, disease or whatever it is, um, you can get uh, the COVID from standing or sitting at a bar as opposed to sitting at a table. Um, so we cannot stand or sit at a bar. Uh, well, in the state of Virginia. If it makes you feel any better, that stupidity is going on here too. A lot of people are ignoring it, but it's going on. Um, so you want you shut down at ten o'clock. How important are those last two hours, business wise? I mean, it's obviously you know, I mean, gigantic. It, it, it truly is. It, it truly is a matter of us making money and not making money. Um, and you know, I really feel sorry for uh, truly our staff. Um, you know. It, it impacts their um, wallet as well as it has ours. And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to keep the doors open, and we've been fighting, and we've got loyal customers uh, that keep supporting us. Um, and I cannot say enough about my staff and how they've stayed with me uh, through these hard times. And I think the reason that they do um, is that they love this place and they know that I'm, I'm a fighter and I'm going to fight for them. And, um, and I appreciate you having me on the show because, uh, this is just another avenue for us to express our, our deep, uh, deep concerns about, uh, what the state is doing. Yeah. Then we're, we're talking to Blair Jones. He's the co-owner of the Quaker steak and lube in Bristol, Virginia, which by the way, that, that, uh, that is a franchise that started in Sharon, Pennsylvania, right, uh, about 70 miles north of here. 
And uh, I remember uh, my wife's from up there, and my first job was up there, and I, I used to go there. I, as a matter of fact, I remember when it was the Quaker State uh, um, gas station, and, uh, and they, the people who bought it turned the gas station into a restaurant. So uh, I'm familiar with Quaker Steak and Loops. Great place, by the way. Um, yeah, so, well, thank you. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, your, your wait staff and your bartenders, they're actually they're also watching tips walk across the street every night at 10 o'clock. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, every day they, they just they talk to me about, you know, I just wish that he would lift these mandates. And, um, you know, I said at some point we're going to have to draw the line. Um, and I assured them that that, uh, that that I would, and I think they know me, and I, I stand behind my word. Um, I hate that they're, they're losing money because, um, you know, they're here to make they make money off of tips, and, and you know, I just it truly is a heartfelt situation. Yeah, we just we had stories here, uh, Blair, of restaurants when the uh, idiot governor and the health uh, secretary um, decided, and like sorry around December 10th or 12th, something like that, two weeks before Christmas, um, that uh, they were going to shut the bars and restaurants down, for all, all of them down for indoor uh, dining and drinking. And some uh, uh, bar restaurant owners just came out and publicly said, come on in, I'm staying open, don't stay away, the doors will be open, we're not putting up with this. And uh, I was kind of disappointed that more people didn't do it, but... Are, are you starting to notice um, that you're getting closer to total rebellion among the, the people like you who own businesses in Tennessee, uh, I mean, in Virginia? Uh, I, absolutely. You know, uh, John, I think that um, our neighbors, um, I have a neighbor right across the street from us, still on the Virginia side, um, that has a burger place, and he's feeling the frustration uh, as deep as we are. And um, I think that our customers, um, just by polling them, you know, I think that everybody's really kind of over this this nonsense. Um, I mean, the 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 inconsistencies that have been deployed throughout this COVID situation are astonishing. I think we've all witnessed them, and we all shake our head, going, "What in the hell?" And you know, I think uh, one of the things that I learned today it was funny. Someone in, um, that works for us uh, was going to get their second vaccination. They were turned away because they had a fever of a hundred. So tell me why that makes sense. I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense. It seems to me that they're going to get their second vaccination. So it just shows you just how inconsistent and and just how stupid some of these decisions are being made. Um, And, and, you know, one thing, other John, real quick, um, I'd like to point out, you know, our governor, and I don't know about up in in Pennsylvania, um, but our governor has taken a statewide approach um, right. And Virginia is a large state. We're in the bottom left corner, um, mm-hmm. and it's not very populated. And our numbers are absolutely as low as they can get. Um, I have a, uh, a waitress that works for me. She is going to nursing school right now. I asked her before we were going to do this interview. I said, she's doing her clinicals at the local hospital. They've got eight cases right now. Eight. 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 And that, that, eight that's COVID patients. That's yeah, so and, and, and uh, we didn't go into, obviously, the terminal piece of it, but, you know, it's just the numbers are down, and our governor's taken a statewide approach, which, you know, we feel like we should be, uh, it should be taken as a regionalistic approach, and, um, you know, I, I also think that maybe the city should, uh, should step in, too, and do something. Uh, to me, um, you know, they've, they've created sanctuary cities for, for illegal immigrants, um, but they can't do a sanctuary city for for uh, for us as a restaurant trying to pay our taxes, um, so the cities can can continue to survive. Um, and I'm sorry if I sound a little bit of frustration, but uh, uh, obviously you don't uh, you don't sound upset enough, Blair. You don't sound upset <laughs> enough. Well, um, well, and I want I want to to your to your to your listeners. I want to give a shout out to the restaurant owners out there and to let them. To let your listeners know, please support uh, their local uh, restaurants right. and bars because they need it. Hey, the, uh, there was a local Italian restaurant. I did. I never mentioned his name on the radio because I didn't want to get him in any more trouble than he was going to get in. But uh, it's a place where I eat, you know, once a week, maybe once every couple of weeks. And 
He was one of the guys who said that uh, he's not closing, and I ate there that week probably four or five times. Cause I, I, just don't want for, I wanted to eat at a restaurant, but also I, I, wanted to, I was hoping that you know, the place was packed, which, by the way, it, it was pretty crowded. A lot of people came there. Um, so I've got to ask you a question now. Uh, you're on the Virginia side of, Bristol, of, of State Street in Bristol. Um, aren't, aren't the people in Virginia terrified that these uh, uh, tremendously infected people from Tennessee are going to come across the street and kill everybody by showing up at your place? <laughs> you know, we've actually had that discussion. That's kind of funny. Um, you know, it, it really, it, it, it truly does not uh, transcend the border, does it? Um, I mean, you know, we're so close, and we know that we have people coming from Tennessee to Virginia and back and forth, um, and, and we joke about that, you know, it, it, in a sense, um, but, but it's very true. Um, there's, there's, no, there's no fear of it, right? I mean, there should be no point, and... Um, but uh, I guess that doesn't matter to the decision makers in, in at the top level. So, so while you're still open, it's possible that somebody could be uh, having a drink over at, a, at the place across the street or having a meal, and at eight thirty at night they come over to your place, and they, yes. they, that whatever is so dangerous about what Tennessee is doing somehow isn't going to affect your uh, customers when they come across the street from Tennessee and show up in your place. How do they explain that? Sniff test, does it? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't pass the sniff test to me. So um, it's just it's just not logical. Um, and you know, and, I, and and I've said it all along. I think at some point, um, America in, in, as a whole needs to come back to a nationalism type of approach, and let's all unite together in a fight against these liberal governments, uh, governors that are restricting business. It's almost like they're putting a target on our back. I mean, you're telling me that you basically, I can't, I have to do and not, or I, excuse me, I have to close at a certain time. However, you'll let Walmart open All up right. as wide as possible. I mean, there's just, there's just no, there's no consistency on any of these decisions that have been made. And it's almost like they're targeting the restaurant industry. And, and it's probably because we were one of the, um, you know, the one, the last standing mom and pop industries in, in this nation, um, you know, where government and big business are winning out day in and day out. And us as the little people are, are just getting trampled by it. Now, you know, you're obviously you're next to Tennessee. So the, and you mentioned that the Virginia is a big state and it's a very different state as politically, depending on which part of the state you're in. Uh, would you say that you're in a very conservative part of this, of Virginia, which has nothing to do politically with the with the blue part of Virginia up near D.C.? Uh, to be honest with you, there, there's really only two counties that are, are are blue in the state of Virginia. The whole state of Virginia is very conservative and has made the right decisions. Um, uh, it's just unfortunate that uh, that the masses up in the northern part of Virginia are what's controlling the rest of the state. Yeah, we saw that here. Um, I mentioned um, there's a I, I used Warren County in Pennsylvania, which was a northwest uh, in the far northwest corner of Pennsylvania. And when all this was going, yeah, when all this was going on, um, you know, in, in March, April, May, uh, even into the summer, um, the, the, the state was was uh, issuing edicts and, and have coming up with all these plans and they were the same for Warren County where, that, as they were for Allegheny County, which includes Pittsburgh. And I would look, and, and Warren County had a total of four people who were known to have, have COVID. And they were being told that they had to uh, close their restaurants. And, and so the same thing's happening down there where you are. Right. It is. It is. And, you know, I think the, the kind of the overwhelming thing that uh, we've been preaching the entire time and um, – is basically if you don't want to come out, don't come out. If you're scared of getting sick, don't come to my restaurant. Um, I, I, I do not want people to be fearful of being here, but I think mm -hmm. as Americans, we like to be free. We like to make our own decisions. We like to have choices. And I am part of the choice that, that can be made is coming to our restaurant and enjoying um, our food and beverages. And I think it's just as simple as that. Um, and it should be wide open to those who want to come out. It should be wide open. 
Well, I had a, I ran a soundbite yesterday. I wish I had it now. I'd play it for you from Christy Noam in South Dakota, and she said exactly what you just said. That that's her philosophy. If you're afraid, don't come out. I'm not going to tell people what to do. We're keep we're staying open. Leave people alone. What a concept, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. It just makes common sense to me. Um, you know, so I just you know what the, what is also scary to me is that basically they are creating behavioral patterns within us as Americans, uh, which is which is is pretty scary that uh, that we're actually all bowing down to these mandates and are fearful of these mandates, uh, which shows way too power, too much power at the government level and not enough at uh, us for American citizens. So uh, uh, is there any relief in sight? And we're talking to Blair Jones. He's the co-owner of the Quaker Stake and Lube in Bristol, Virginia. And the, he's, uh, the people across the street, in, uh, also in Bristol, uh, are in Tennessee. And they're going by completely different rules uh, for their businesses as uh, he is. So uh, it's, it's pretty got to be pretty frustrating. But, but is there any relief in sight? Are these restrictions going to be extended? Uh, so, John, I mean, we don't know until next week. He has a press conference next week to address the situation. Uh, but he did have a press conference uh, regarding the vaccination, and his undertones uh, basically alluded to the fact that made me think that he is going to extend these uh, mandates um, because he says, well, the numbers are down, so obviously these mandates are working. That's going to be his justification. Um, there, which is just absurd. Is there any? Are you at the point where there's he doesn't have any of those left that people are just going to say well, that we've had enough? You know, I, I mean, honestly, I, I truly just going back to once again polling my customers. I think everybody is just fed up with it. I think they're just truly, truly fed up with it. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't do blackface when he does his press conferences, does he? I hadn't seen one yet, <laughs> but uh, you know no. it, it's funny that you mention that. It's it's astonishing that he is still in office, and yep. that uh, surfaced. Uh, had that been a uh, a right wing conservative, um, they, oh, it, it would have been over for them. I mean, their over. career would have been yep. buried. Yep. So, uh, but I guess it's okay for him to do it. But uh, yeah, hey, hey Blair, I'm out of town. A time I should be out yeah. of town, but I'm no, out of time. Thank you for uh, your time. <laughs> yes, yeah, th- thank you, and good luck uh, down there in Bristol, Tennessee, and Bristol, Virginia. I hope you can uh, join the people across the street for some sanity before it's all over. Thanks. We're, we're going to keep fighting, and uh, to all the Pennsylvanians, y'all go out and support local business. Thank you. All right. Thank you. We'll be right back. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. I use MyPillow and I'm sleeping much better lately. You can get deep discounts on MyPillows, mattress toppers, robes, and so much more. For example, they're bringing back the buy one, get one free offer for the Giza Dream Sheets. That's right. Buy one set of sheets and get another absolutely free. Remember... All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for the Giza Dream Sheets. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. Sounds and pounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Dixie and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for Cats was coming out because I'd seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office. Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial, aluminum, wood, and composite. And to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere, you'll also get 10% off your total project when you mention this show. Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So how do you like that story in Bristol, uh, <clears throat> Bristol, Tennessee, and Bristol, Virginia? And it's just... Um, looking at some of the restrictions here that, that they have, and uh, I didn't get into them with uh, Blair. But what a great guy, um, really nice guy, smart, knows his politics, knows exactly what's being done to him. And the restrictions are the same as the stupid ones you see here about not being allowed to stand at the bar. And he said that his place has a really nice, gigantic bar. They have music there at night. Um, and uh, if you've ever been to a Quaker Steak and Lube, they're, they're, they're just... Uh, uh, they're they're usually packed with people, and it's a it's a real vibrant place and everything. And uh, just at nine thirty, he has to start telling people to uh, clear the tables. We're done. You got to have the food off the tables by ten o'clock. Now, if some and and <laughs> this is a this is a street. It's 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 a street in Bristol, uh, Tennessee, and Bristol, Virginia, Main Street. And right down the middle of it is the state line. And you see people are being told within 50 feet of each other that they're in, they're in great danger if they go to uh, uh, Blair's place, the Quaker Steak and Lube, on one side of the street. Uh, I mean, if, if they go to the place in Tennessee, but they're okay if they go to uh, 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 Blair's. It's, it's just... Um, and people are putting up with it. How long is it, are the government idiots going to get away with this? And what is this? February? What's the date today? 18th, whatever it is. Uh, 19th, February 19th. I mean, we're going to be, it's going to be a year here in a couple of weeks that we've been putting up with this stupidity. And it keeps on going. And they need to have a major, major rebellion. I hope John it starts Stanley like Charles sometime in the next 15 minutes. The Enter Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. 